What's up finance experts, ready for another tantalizing episode that will level up your financial life and help you crawl out of that dark corner and into the sunlight of financial freedom? Thought so, let's do this. Just a quick reminder that everything I say and mention on this show is simply my opinion based on my own research. Please do your own due diligence before taking any advice since I'm not a financial advisor. I do, however, have a master's degree in economics from the University of Toronto, if that counts for anything. Hopefully this is enough to keep you listening, and if so, let's get into today's topic. Hey, thanks for joining me again. Uh, It's another Tuesday. How are you doing? Had a good weekend? Got some time with your loved ones and your family? I really hope so. I had a good weekend as well. And to kick off this awesome new week, I just want to talk a little bit about motivation and that the fact that motivation is actually a myth. And as crazy as this might sound, I'm going to get into why. Procrastination procrastination takes over your life pretty often if you're someone like me, and it probably happens to you as well, quite literally, multiple times per week. It's really frustrating and demoralizing, and you really want it to end. But why is it so prevalent in today's society, and why do we all know way too well why procrastination is a part of our life and we just deal with it every single day? At least I do, and I'm sure you do as well. Why do we struggle to do what we need to do when we have to do it? And it comes down to motivation. We rely heavily on this crutch, but the craziest thing is that it is entirely, completely, 100% a myth. Let's take a look at the difference between motivation and what's called discipline. I often struggle to complete tasks like writing blog articles, going for my afternoon workout, or paying my bills. Two of these I actually really enjoy doing. But then why is it so hard for me to actually just get down, sit down, or go out to the gym and do them? But it's quite simple, really. I started to notice that I relied way too much on waiting for motivation to strike and for me to be in the right headspace and mood to act upon what I have to do. But by definition, motivation is a feeling. And feelings, as you might be familiar with, can change in a heartbeat. They're fleeting. Has anyone ever flipped you off in traffic while you're having a great day and on your way to do something really fun? Yep, right away your day turns to shit. I've had that happen multiple times. That's how quickly motivation can dissipate as well, because it, just like that happening in traffic, is a feeling. The traditional literature defines motivation as being the connecting point between the thought of doing a task and actually completing it. But one critical piece of the puzzle is still missing. That missing piece is, of course, discipline. Unlike motivation, discipline is the ability to act no matter how you feel, how tired you are, or what you're even thinking about and what's going through your head. It's one of it's the unconditional vow to yourself that you are the type of person who gets shit done. Although motivation and discipline can sometimes coexist, motivation often stems from the results we see as a result of discipline. So the order in which these happen is a little bit different, and I think that's why so many of us get caught up. Discipline, therefore, is the cure 
to much of the procrastination we encounter in our lives. And although learning how to develop discipline isn't a walk in the park, once you've set a schedule for doing something and just vow to get it done no matter what, because that's the type of person you are, motivation becomes obsolete. Now I want to talk about something called the I don't have time fallacy, which we might be very familiar with as well as I know I definitely am, because I used to use this all the time. What often surfaces when we're working with the concepts of motivation and discipline is the idea that you just don't have the time to do something. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. And I'm so guilty of this, but I am starting to figure out why this is the case. And I'm so guilty of it, it's not even funny, but I started to realize that I was saying what I didn't have time to absolutely everybody about everything. What the hell? How would I have not time to do anything with anyone? That means I just spend all my time sitting at home doing nothing, right? But no, I felt so busy all the time, even though I just felt like I wasn't even getting anything done. And as weird as it sounds, I can imagine a lot of you can relate to this. Feeling busy, but not actually feeling like you're contributing much, or actually generating any outcomes in terms of tangible results and work you're actually proud of. What it comes down to then, as I realized much later, is the prioritization of what we're doing. Instead of assuming you don't have time, think about the priority of the task or event you just turned down. It's very likely it wasn't important enough for you to push aside other things you had on your to-do list. What this means then is that when we say, I don't have time, we should replace it with, I can't make time since it's not important enough. And although some people might really have a hard time hearing that, uh, I definitely don't recommend saying it like that, but it is the truth. Have you ever had such a crammed schedule and had no space at all for anything else and turned down so many things, but then you suddenly realized you forgot about a task you had to complete for the next day for work or otherwise? Suddenly you've made time to do that very thing, regardless of how busy you were and little time you had. It's a game of prioritization. So next time you think of saying, I don't have time, think about how it ranks for you in terms of priority, and then rethink why you should or shouldn't incorporate it into your schedule. And sometimes we need to make certain things of higher priority. It's easy to let work and side hustles engulf our lives and be the main priority for us, but things like going to the gym, taking a walk, and eating well should be ranked high in terms of priority as well, for most of us anyways. I sometimes struggle to prioritize the gym and then I stop to think about it. I value the gym a lot. I care a lot about what I look like and after the gym, I'm generally more productive. These three things often snap the gym to the top of my priority list, and I end up creating an hour and a half time slot to just get it done. After I'm done my workout, however, I'm always happy that I reprioritized and made room for my workout, and generally speaking, those days just become more productive overall. Afterward, I'm always happy I reprioritized and made room for my workout 
And the same goes for family time or spending time with friends or even your significant other. Although you think that the highest priority is getting your work done, maintaining and strengthening these relationships can build even more reasons to work harder when you return to your work-related tasks. So always thinking, always be thinking in terms of priorities. Bill Gates, for that matter, has the same hours in the day as you do, but he prioritizes his time a little bit differently. If you really feel like you need to work on this, as I definitely did, try to write down how you spend your time each day in 30-minute slots. When I did this, I started to see how much time I was spending on things that weren't at all moving the needle, including just being on my phone for little to no reason at all, scrolling through Instagram and social media looking for ideas and other stuff, or even just spending time just sitting around or just thinking, which can also be good, of course, but just wasted time for things that weren't really doing anything in terms of my productivity. Do this for a week and then actively make a plan to reallocate that wasted time. Okay, that's it for my rant, but I hope it will help you become more focused and disciplined when you take this I don't have time concept to heart. So now how can we increase discipline through motivation? There's four different ways I wanna talk about here and it sounds a bit backwards, doesn't it? Didn't we say motivation is a myth? Well, yes, sort of. In terms of pure jet fuel to get started, motivation is a myth and not a reliable source of actually getting started. We need discipline for that, but once we are working on the task, finding motivation from actually doing the task is also very important to decrease resistance to starting next time and to contribute to be motivated while we're working on it. So with that, here's four things you can do right now to reduce friction and make it much easier to act in that moment. The first is to punish inaction. So if you struggle to stay disciplined, even though you know something is important to you, you need to put a system in place to punish yourself, not too harsh of course, if you don't get it done. A great way to do this that I've found is by putting money on the line. Nobody wants to lose money. By giving your friend access to a $100 bill or writing a check in their name that they can cash if you don't do something, and telling them it's theirs if you don't do that task, it will undoubtedly light a fire under your ass to complete the task, maybe, maybe even at record speeds and with great quality as well. Personally, what has really helped me punish inaction is for my friends and girlfriend to know when I didn't do what I was supposed to. By having them know my publishing schedules for my videos, my podcasts, and my blog posts, I have a sense of accountability to not let them down. And as cheesy as that sounds, it helps when you want them to have a certain picture of you in their mind. If you're like me and you care a lot what other people think about you, and you want to be seen as a reliable and driven individual. Anyway, that's how I would like to punish in action, but let's look at another way now. The second is to make it more enjoyable. In the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, the author puts a large emphasis on the idea of making habits you want to do often enjoyable. If you can find a way to pair a hard task with something you inherently love, which in the book he calls habit stacking, there are two potential outcomes. The first is that you hate the thing you loved, and that would suck. 
or you learn to like the thing that was hard, which is the more, uh, more <laughs> I guess the better option, but also the one that's more likely to happen. The second does seem nicer, and in my experience, experiments with this, the latter has typically been what happens, so that's good on, the, on that part. My favorite way to do this is by pairing a fun idea from my life or a fun example of me doing something I enjoy and implement it into the work I'm doing. So for example, if I'm writing a script for a YouTube video about housing affordability, which is next week's video, wink wink, I would like, I would think of a time I drove through a really nice neighborhood and just enjoyed looking at the huge houses and I use that to make the experience more enjoyable and to create less friction to complete the task at hand. Another way you could do this is by having your favorite drink by your side as you do your work or listening to your favorite album. Both are great ways to boost your dopamine system and learn to love the task and then the process of completing it over time. The third way is by shortening what's called the feedback loop. Sometimes it can be frustrating when we don't see the even small results in a short time frame from our continued action that we want to be disciplined with. This can be a big factor for ongoing motivation, even if we are utilizing our discipline levers to get started. By seeing small results, we're so much more likely to keep going because it creates this virtuous cycle that we start to see of both motivation and action that keep repeating, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat over and over again. So for an example, imagine you're going to the gym as a noob and you're skinny fat. <laughs> Even the bar is heavy and you aren't motivated to keep going by any means. But if you go for a week or two and one day see a bicep vein or realize you can go up in weight ever so slightly with certain exercises, this can change the entire trajectory of your lifting journey and make you want to go to the gym every single day. So think of ways you can see progress in everyday mundane tasks and you will be able to stay motivated and disciplined, whatever that means for you. The final one and the one I love most is to research your end goal. And this is probably my favorite way to build discipline and motivation since it lasts and I've left it until the end for a reason because it's awesome and I want you to try this one first because it's got the lowest barrier to entry. So if you're working towards a far off goal such as creating your own art gallery, becoming a bodybuilder or even having your own accounting practice, one of the best ways I've found to motivate yourself to work even harder and always get off your butt and take action is by finding people who've already achieved your dream. I love doing this. I want to reach a lot of people through my content and so I love watching big creators, reading big blogs that have a lot of readers and kind of pick out the things that I think people would enjoy and learning everything I can about them, their systems and the way they live their lives. Seeing these things motivates me since I can see how I want to end up and I can start visualizing my path to get there. Doing this is game changing, so if you haven't tried it, just do it. Binge watch videos and don't feel guilty about it because you're getting that visualization and researching your end goal. Trust me. Okay, so you're now well aware that motivation is a myth and discipline is the name of the game. You know that saying I don't have time is bullshit and you shouldn't kid yourself. You know you need to reprioritize in order to get things done. And finally, 
you know four different avenues to explore to increase intrinsic motivation and discipline to boost you to become your most productive self. So the question is, what do you struggle to get done and what do you procrastinate doing? Leave it down below and I look forward to hearing from you. I'm very impressed you made it this far, thank you. I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star rating on the show and write a quick review to show your support if you enjoyed it. It really helps me reach more like-minded people just like you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Investonomics Education and check out the, our YouTube channel at Investonomics.